Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bibles ready, today we'll continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Genesis. Uh, we stopped actually around Genesis chapter 10, verse uh, 6. So we'll go ahead and close up chapter 10. And we will also talk about the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11, verses 1 through 9. Uh, the title of this sermon is, The Lord Came Down. Here is the first half of this two-part study. When we left off, we kind of looked at, at verses 5 and chapter 10, verses 1 through 5, and then we stopped there. And so we picked it up where it says the sons of Ham were Cush and Mizram and Put and Canaan. And I'm going to stop right there so I don't mess up any other names there. Uh, but what we see is we were talking about the table of nations. And with the table of nations, what you have is you have all these different people groups that come from these three men from Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And so it's just a reminder, and we talked about prejudice as prejudging and that we should not be prejudging people um, of any sort at all. Uh, and if anybody ever tells me they don't struggle with prejudice at some time in their life, they're lying, okay? You can be, you can be mad. You may have grown up in it and been taught it by your, your family, uh, and, and then God gets a hold of you and, and shows you that it's wrong. Uh, and, and at the same time, you, could, you may still have prejudice that you're struggling with now. And, and so we need to remember that prejudging people is not what we're called to do as, as Christians. And so we need to be very careful with that. But we see Cush, the biblical name, is actually it's, it's for Ethiopians. Uh, and then Mizram is actually founded for the people of Egypt. And, and then Put is actually Libya and North Africa, west of Egypt. And then Canaan refers to the ancient land of Israel. But we also see a name there in, in verse 8, Cush begot Nimrod, and he began to be a mighty one on the earth. And he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it was said like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. Now, Nimrod simply means we will rebel. That's what his name means. We will rebel. And so Nimrod rebelled against God. Uh, he was a strong-willed leader who was a rebellious man who fought against the things of God. When it says that he was a mighty hunter before the Lord, it just means that, that yes, he was good at hunting. He was known for that. But Nimrod did whatever he needed to do to abuse people and take advantage of people for his own gain. 
And so we see that nothing's changed. This is the first resemblance of a society in Nimrod's abusing power already. You know, it's, it's nothing's changed. And so, you know, when we're feeling attacked or, or, or someone is rebellious that you have in your life, it's because they're not rebelling against you, they're rebelling against God. And we're going to get into that a little bit further as we talk about the Tower of Babel, but we always ask the question, why does God allow the Nimrods of this world? Because Lord knows we have a lot of Nimrods right now. We have a lot of rebellious people. But God's in control. And, and one of the things that's very important to remember in verse 9, like Nimrod the mighty hunter before the Lord, nothing, nothing goes past God. Everything is before the Lord. Everything that, that happens on this earth goes before the Lord and, and, and God is, is working out all things for His good for His people. And we need to remember that. We may not see it right now, but we need to trust what God is doing. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, and we, now, uh, and we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. So there's something that's very important because what will happen is people think that I'm supposed to, like all things work together for my good, but if you're rebelling against God and you have no relationship with God, this is not a promise that belongs to you. That's the reality of it. And you have people like Nimrod who was an evil leader and, and taking advantage of people. And, but it was all before the Lord, before a righteous judge. And that's what we need to remember. We, we are to sow into righteousness and you'll reap righteousness. We, we need to be careful not to get wrapped up with the Nimrods of this world. And the Nimrod is a picture of the type of the Antichrist because it, it, it deals with Babylon. And we see that in verse 10, and in the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. And we'll get further into that as we dive into the chapter 11. And so we see that, that there was, they were a very aggressive people. And so when you look at those names, you see Nineveh there. You remember Jonah? Jonah didn't want anything to do with Nineveh. He's like, I, I, he was prejudiced. He was prejudging them. And, and so we, we have to remember that. They, they were an aggressive people. But they focused and, and, and were worried, focused their, all of their purpose on building an early empire and ruling. That's what Nimrod did. You see the other parts of the verses in verse 15. Canaan begot Sidon, his firstborn to Heth. And Canaan, uh, these all come from, uh, will all come against Israel. All the Canaanites. Sidon, the father of the Hittites. And Sinite was actually the people of China that are listed there. They're, they're actually known as the people of China, as Sidon. But you also see that it was toward, going towards Sodom and Gomorrah. In verse 20, you have these were the sons of Ham according to their families, according to their languages and their lands and their nations. And the children were also born also to Shem, and the father of all the children of Eber and the brother of Japheth, the elder. And so we see Shem actually is the lineage of, of the Messiah. Uh, you actually have, um, and I, I know I'm going to mess this up, Aphrodite, who is the, comes from, that's where Abram's lineage comes from. Uz, Uz, that's where we have Job. 
right? Real places, real people. And, and that's important for us to get out of this. But one of the things we see in verse 25 is it says, To Eber was born two sons. The name of one was Pegleg. From in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Jochen. Now Pegleg, actually, when you look at Luke chapter 3, verse 35, he's mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. And so we see division, and who's the one who's going to reconcile all division? Jesus. But Pegleg comes from that. You know, they, they, they were divided, and I can tell you that, that as long as we have rampant sin happening in this world, there will always be division. Always. That's why we're seeing it so like out of control right now, it seems like. You see the rest of the names that are listed there, but it finishes up in verse 31. These were the sons of Shem according to their families, according to their languages and their lands, according to their nations. We actually get the language of Aramaic uh, from them in the Old Testament. But we also, when we look at the, the, the Bible, we need to remember that the, the Old Testament's written in Hebrew. So when you're studying the, the Old Testament, you study, you don't take words from the Hebrew and transfer them over to the Greek and the New Testament. The New Testament's written in the Greek. You've got to stay, stay in your lane, so to say. And then there's some Aramaic that's there. But what will happen is we have a lot, of, a lot of Hebrew Israelites that are, I forget what they're called, but they, there's an actual um, religion now that's been where they try to, to translate the New Testament in Hebrew. And that's wrong. So it's, it, it's wrong. So we, we need to remember to be careful with that. Verse 32 said, These were the families of the sons of Noah according to their generations and their nations. And from these nations were divided on the earth after the flood. And so Shem is the descendants of all the Middle East. And it's also the lineage of the Messiah. And again, you, you see when, when there is sin, uh, what will happen, there, there is less chance for unity when sin runs rampant. And that's why we have such a great divide today. And when we get into this verse in, in Genesis 11, um, I just entitled this part, The Lord Came Down. And in chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. So they were told to be fruitful and multiply and to overflow the earth. Right? Back in Genesis 8, verse 17, it says, So they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. They were supposed to abound. They were supposed to spread out. And what they decided to do was stay together. They, they stayed in one place. And in verse 2, it says, And it came to pass as the journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And so the, the, the reference of the whole earth there is, is for them to, to be fruitful and fill the earth, not just this one area of Shinar. Now it's believed that, that some believe that the Tower of Babel is actually in Iraq. There's, but again, you have to be very careful what you look at online because there's different things. There's also um, uh, a a scroll that was found for Nebuchadnezzar. There's a tie to Daniel and the Tower of Babel because Nebuchadnezzar talked about the, the, um, the Zegernaut, and we'll talk about that. 
he talks about the the tower of um, I believe it's Barispa, which means Babel, and he talks about how this project just stopped, and it was never finished, and it was by a great king, and so there there was record of Babylon because they saw that as something great that was done by Babylon, and and so what does Nebuchadnezzar do? He makes a statue, right? He makes a statue, and so that's what Babylon does. Babylon will always, always do things that are evil because that's what they're, they're known for. But one of the things we see here is it says, And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. So anytime somebody tells you, Come, let us make bricks and bake thoroughly, or if they say, Come, let us do this thing, like this ministry, the first thing I'm going to ask is, have you prayed about it? Where's your direction from God on it? Like, if you come to me and you ask me, like, okay, I want to do this, I want to know, have you been praying about it? Have you been seeking God about it? Right? Because what happens is when we, when we put our, our hopes and faith in ourselves, and it doesn't matter what you believe. Every belief system can be a false religion. Atheism is a false religion. It's a belief system in nothing, right? That requires a lot of faith. And, and so we have uh, these false religious systems, and, and every human uh, has created one. So it, it, in some way or some fashion, every society, every people group has created some type of false religion, a way for man to get to God. And, and so, it's, and it's all based upon works. That's what religion is, it's works. And we know in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So, uh, if a church requires works for you to, to be able to touch God, what I mean by that is there's a Catholic church here in town. And they require you to go to a priest to confess your sins. That's works. You have to go to somebody when you have access to God. All of us have access to God. Um, if, if you have to be dressed a certain way to attend church, that's a religion. And this is where the church can get into a lot of trouble. Because the church has put its foot in things that they shouldn't put their foot in. Meaning, okay, well, if you're going to be baptized, you have to be baptized to be saved. Again, that's works. We went over that in the baptism teaching. Oh, oh wait a minute. No, you've got to be baptized in our church. Well, I was already baptized. No, no, no. It has to be done in our church in order for it to be. Those are all works-based. Those are all what men do. In Revelation 18.4, it says, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her. People, lest you share her in her sins, unless you receive of her plagues. See, what happens is a lot of people are being fooled right now. And at some point, there'll be a time when, when at the, at the end, of, end of the revelation, where, where God's going to say, come out of her. You've been fooled. And there'll be people that are in the Babylonian Empire. The devils. Sinful man. That will drop whatever they're carrying, and go to God. Because God still, even to the last moment, 
gives him opportunity to come to faith because that's his heart of mercy. But they say, let us build a city. The biggest issue is they say, come let us. And at what point did they seek God? At what point do you seek God? It tells you in Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 through 34, it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its, its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We, we have to remember, like, we are to seek first the kingdom of God before we step out and do anything. Uh, that's why it's very important, like, even, even if I miss it, like, for y'all here in this church is to go, you know what, let's pray about it. Let's start seeking God. Let me pray with you. I don't, I don't know what this is, but let's, let's pray about it. Let's see what God wants to do. But what you're doing is you're allowing God to go ahead of you. You're allowing God to do the work that needs to be done before you take that step of faith to do it. He's given direction. He's given wisdom. He's moving you forward. The things that are not happening, he's saying, come to me in prayer and start seeking and knocking. In verse 4, it says, And they said, Come, let us build our, ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, let us, uh, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of, all, uh, of the whole earth. So they, they, they're going to build a tower. Let us make a name for ourselves. Not let us make a name for God. Let us make a name for ourselves. So why did they build the tower? And the Tower of Babel was actually was a monument to themselves. And, and the word for, for tower here is a ziggurat. And, and if you look at the picture for the title later on, you'll see an artist's rendition of what he thought the Tower of Babel would look like. And it's, you know, kind of a stairs, that type. And, 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 and what it is, it was a place for practicing the art of astrology. To worship the stars. To worship the planets. That's what their purpose of worship was. That's the, the most, I mean, there's a number of different theories, but most people adhere to the study of astrology. The study of, of worshiping the heavens. And that's why it's like when we think about uh, all these false religions, astrology is one of them. People actually read their horoscopes every day. Still. Or they, they have an app that actually gives it to them. They know what their sign is. You know, whether they're Libra or, or Scorpio, whatever it is. But there are royal astrologers even at the time of Daniel. We talked about that. And it goes against God's word. And God's judgment will happen to those who, who, who worship the sun and the moon and creation. And we're seeing that now more than ever. We have a false religion of, of, of uh, you know, climate control. People worship climate. And, and, it, and, and understanding that, that it's, again, you're putting your faith in something that is a false belief system. You think you have control over this earth and the heavens. The only person that does is God. That's it. It's God. I think they're, you know, I think Ms. Donna had posted something earlier. They said the earth was going to end in, what, 2018? By five years, we've already passed. So it was supposed to end, a, yeah. So, I mean, it, no, they throw dates out there because they have no clue. But 
you know, one of the things that, that we need to remember is that that's what religion does, especially false religions, is they want to make a name for themselves. Joseph Smith made a name for himself being a Mormon. He decided, oh, I got this, this, this whole new book, books that were given to me from this angel. And we've read in Scripture where the devil can be an angel of light. And we know in Scripture it tells you not to add to or take anything from. That's the very end of the book of Revelation. But Joseph Smith decides, hey, we need to add to. You can all be gods. That's what the Mormons believe. The archangel Michael is the brother of Lucifer. That's false religion. Do you understand that the Muslims and the Jehovah Witnesses and the Buddhists, they don't know what to do with Jesus. Because the problem with the inerrant word of God is Jesus is the Messiah and they have to do something with it in order for their false religion to be taken serious. Because there's only one way to heaven and that's through Jesus Christ. And so what they do is they, they, they have to, they have to it, it, false religion is just the imagination of men. False religion is the imagination of Oprah Winfrey and Steve Harvey who say what? All roads lead to heaven. They've been quoted in say, uh, saying that. And that puts us, pushes us to a, a one world religion. A oneness. And that's what the Tower of Babel is. It's a oneness that we will see again. It, we will see it again. So when we see somebody, when they say, that, that's why I think when we, we talk about the astrology uh, theory is because the towers whose top is in the heavens. They want to see and worship. And, and, and if you look at the Babylonian Empire, they had a problem with that. With Baal worship and all these other different things. They worship the star, the moon, the sun, all of it. And the devil loves it. Oh, please come on and start worshiping this false religion. But see, we see when it, when it says, let us make a name for ourselves. We see a culture that's pushing towards this one world system today. To a one world government, a one world religion, a one world banking system. Because we are in the last days. But the fact is, is that they left God out. They didn't have God in the center of what they were doing. And, and, and instead of pursuing Him and multiplying and filling the earth... And scattering the way they were supposed to, they gathered. They were being disobedient. In Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, it says, Why do the nations rage, and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointing, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cord from us. He who sits in heavens shall laugh the lord shall hold them in derision it's very important that you understand that that false religion and people will rail against god because they're sinful in nature they're rebelling just like nimrod they have a rebellious nature and they want to go to war with god that's happening today i i, I don't care what political party you want to pull to i don't care because they're both playing both sides of the fence. And, and when we have uh, 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 flags of the United States on both sides and a gay flag in the middle. And, and a president that tells you that they're, they're, those are our kids. No, those are my kids. They're mine. They don't belong to the nation. 
and, and they don't belong to the state or the city or the county. They belong to me because they were given to me by God. And as the pastor of the home, as the priest of the home, I have a responsibility to teach them the things of God. And if that means I have to pull my kids out of school because of what is being, why do you want to get rid of choice? This is some of the stuff that Joel was talking about. Why do you want to get rid of choice for school? Because if you get rid of choice for school, they have to attend what? A public school where they're indoctrinating the kids because who owns the teachers union? And if they can get them in the public school, they can teach them everything they need to teach them about gender. We watched the testimony of a mom who had her child taken away from her in California. If you don't think this stuff is happening, it is happening. They called it child abuse because she did not believe that her child was gay. The child's taken away from the mother. And that child ends up committing suicide in front of a moving train because of the hormones and issues that were going on from the medications. And we see that that verse is, is comes to life because they're they're at war with God. And and the thing that you have to remember is they're not at war with God because they'll never touch God. They're at war with you, the church, because you represent God. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 